it's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F. And the F is for phenomenal. (laughs) This podcast is rated F. I felt like I was putting on this act for so long because when I was doing Pretty Girl and all that stuff, like it was so bubblegum and that has never been me. So that was really, really weird to me. I don't know. I just literally was like so over like being this fake person that I was like, I'm just going to do Yeah. Like it didn't even, it didn't feel like me being like, ah, like I'm going to, it just was like, I'm just so over this. I'm just going to do this. excited about this one guys i'm getting in my grown woman bag i'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because i've been investing in myself and in my kitchen i used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware i could possibly find and mm Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set, you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Hi everyone, welcome to Sophia with an F. If you haven't already, please subscribe. I'm recording from WTF Media Studios in Los Angeles and I am with Maggie Lindemann. I don't even need to give you an intro because like you're such an icon. Oh, thank you. Music artist, huge on all social media platforms, beautiful, very talented. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, so you recently, I guess it wasn't recently, but you went on tour And it ended last summer. Do you get nervous going on stage? I think sometimes. I get more nervous. It's like the first couple of shows. I'm usually really nervous. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just, I have to like feel it out. But then usually it gets like way easier. Yeah. 
this like repetition Mm -hmm. and then you'll feel more calm. Do you ever like smoke weed or drink or take Mm -hmm. propranolol? No. Oh my God. If I smoked weed, I would literally like freak out. Yeah. Sometimes I drink, but I think the only thing with drinking is like it like doesn't sit well in my, I don't like to eat or drink. I don't like to do anything before a show because it doesn't. I think my nerves like don't let anything like digest right. So like mm-hmm. everything is just sitting in my stomach. So I don't like to really do anything before a show, but like occasionally I'll drink. Right. Also, the thing with drinking is like when I first started podcasting, which is so much less pressure, like I'm not doing it in front of a live audience, but I would feel the need to drink mm-hmm. every single time before. And in my head, I would think, oh my God, you're performing so much better. You were way funnier. Yeah. It's like not true. Well, I feel like for podcasting, you have to be so, like, outgoing when you're talking to someone. So I guess that makes sense because if I drink, I'm, like, way more outgoing. Right. But, like, being on stage is different because I'm not— I'm not talking like directly to one person. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to like a bunch of people. And for some reason in that, in my brain, that's like way easier. Wow. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I kind of get it though. You're talking to like a group of people. Also, you're not necessarily on the spot, right? Like you know the lyrics, you yeah. know what you're going to sing. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going on tour this year, if not next. And I don't know how I'm going to like handle it. I'm being nervous yeah. as shit. Yeah. I'm going to drink. I don't give a I shit mean, yeah. I just said. I feel I feel you. I would drink. I mean, I drink when I have, like, people with me or something. But if I'm just, like, by myself, I'm not going to be in the back just, like, drinking. But you have to talk. I don't know. It's different. I, yeah. I, I understand that. I think I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, Even I though my New Year's resolution was to not drink. Oh, really? For for dry January. Oh, okay. I was going to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did not drink at all? <laughs> did you have any resolutions? Just, like, the normal ones, like, work out. Yeah, I have some. Just, like, I want to learn how to cook or, like, bake. I'm really into baking right now, so I really want to, like, learn how to bake. What's your favorite thing to bake? I haven't baked anything yet, but I'm really— <laughs> You're like, but I I'm like, love I'm it. really into it. Like, when I see TikToks, I, like, save them. So that's, like, I want to actually try. But okay. there's this one um, cinnamon roll thing that I really want to try. Okay. Um, Wait, what's special about the cinnamon roll? I'm the type of person where I want to know details about what you ate. Like, I want to know every single thing about it. Okay, so I don't think there's anything, like, really specific about the cinnamon roll. But (laughs) it's just, like, a cinnamon roll. And then they put, like, strawberries and stuff in it. And I don't know. That just looked really good to me. But there's more. I really want to learn how to make those, like, fluffy pancakes. Mm, The ones that are, like, like, so tall. Yeah. I really want to learn how to make those. Because every time I see a video of one, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go to that restaurant. But I'm like, I should just make it. You should just make it. I wonder if they're hard to make, but I live in New York and a five-minute walk from my apartment, they're famous for those pancakes. It's called they're so good. Golden Diner. It's like they're known for it. So next time you're you're in New York, hit me up and I'll take you to Golden Diner for the fucking pancakes. (laughs) Some fluffy pancakes. Yeah. So your album, Sucker Punch, you said that it took you seven years to put out due to feeling constantly disappointed in the work. And that really resonated with me. I feel like I'm such a perfectionist that it's debilitating, right? Mm. And I just wanted to hear from your perspective a little bit more about that. Like when you say disappointed in the work, do you think it was perfectionism or do you think it was you just being way too hard on yourself? 
Okay, so when I first started making music, I made like really pop music and I just hated it. But I did it because I felt like that's what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like I had signed to a big label really young and like that's kind of what they were pushing. So for a while, it was like I was working on an EP and then it would get close to being done. And then I would be like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to put this out. So then it would get scrapped and then that would just like keep happening. So then I got out of that label situation and then... I was just like working on music for a really long time and I just was trying to find my sound. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like a mixture of being hard on myself, but also just like, I just didn't like what I was doing at first. And I needed to like find myself and like figure out what I wanted to do. So it was just that like, yeah, I just hated it overall. Yeah, I think that's really smart. So how long from the time you started making music, how long did it take for you to really feel like this is, this is right. This feels right to me. I started in like 2014, 2015. I think it was like 2019 that I started, 2020 that I started. Okay. Got it. It's like five-ish years. Yeah. Five, six years. Yeah. That's, I think that's really cool. And was the label, were they super pushy about it being pop? Yeah, because when I first signed, I was 17. Or when I first started making music, I was 16. So Mm -hmm. I have, like, a very young look, especially then. Like, when I was young, I looked very young. And I think I looked very marketable to that audience. Just, like, very pop, very, like, bubblegum. So that's, like, what they were really pushing. Because when I first started, I was like, I want to make kind of, like, Billie Eilish's music, like, alternative, Mm -hmm. like, pop. And they were like— no. They're like, like that's nope. not gonna happen. I just didn't have like, I guess that also Billie Eilish wasn't didn't exist yet in like the music world. So it was like no one was talking about that yet. Right. Like she really brought that and yeah. like made that a thing. So it was like before that, people were like, Yeah, it's not gonna work. Did she like influence you in any way? No, like that was always there for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that grungy alternative thing. Yeah. But People hadn't really seen it before. I think just how I presented myself and like my music taste just seemed very different. So when I was like, oh, I like this type of music, it didn't show in like the way I looked. Yeah. Um, so then I think like the shift for me, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to start dressing like a mm. certain way. I'm going to start dressing the way I f- like want to and stuff. So that was kind of like, I think the pivot, but I mean, Billie Eilish does like, even like now she influences me so much. I think she's so sick and like her music and stuff, everything about her. She's like, yeah, she's incredible. But that is such an interesting thing to think about is looking a certain way like that. Like you kind of have to dress a certain way and have a certain look to be able to have people I guess, put you in that box, right? Yeah. Like, you can't, which is crazy. Like, I feel like men don't have to deal with that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I feel like if a dude is wearing a suit and then he wants to perform and do, like, screamo rock band music, it's like, whatever. Yeah. But with a girl, it's like, "Mm, that look doesn't, it doesn't mesh well with the other one. Yeah, it's like you wear a slipknot shirt and like, (laughs) oh, name three songs. And you're like, okay. I hate when fucking dudes do that. <laughs> I'm like, I think Led Zeppelin, uh, Stairway to Heaven, there you go. And then they're pissed that you said Stairway to Heaven. They're like, well, yeah, yeah everyone knows that song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people are never satisfied. No. So when you would make a song with like your old label and then you would scratch it because you didn't love it, hmm. were they just constantly on your ass like, hi, we need an album. What are you doing? 
Yeah. It was like, well, it was kind of weird because like, so when I put out Pretty Girl, so I had Pretty Girl before I got signed. That's the song that like got me signed. Mm. So when I got signed, I put out Pretty Girl and then it's like, I feel like a, like normally you put out a song, it gets really big and like there's that demand. Like you're like, okay, we need the next song. But it felt almost like there wasn't that. Like they wanted to ride the wave of Pretty Girl oh, for so long mm. that by the time it started wearing like dying down, it was like, okay, now let's put out the next thing. And that was like really hard for me. Now looking back, like now that I've been in the music industry longer, like I'm like, damn, I wish I would have put out that next song way sooner. So then I put out Obsessed. And then after that, it was like, okay, now we need this. Now we need this. Now we need this. And it was like, I don't know. That was like really confusing to me because it was like, I don't know. I was just like, didn't we just missed a, like a huge opportunity. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like when you're dealing with a record label, it's similar to having an agent or a manager. And at the end of the day, they care about their client, aka you or me, but they want to make their money. Yeah. Right. So it's it's kind of hard. I feel like in this business, you have to trust them wholeheartedly because mm-hmm. they're repping you. But at the same time, I know in my brain, well, they're they're trying to make money quick yeah. and a lot of it, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if that was necessarily the reason, but I get. I get what you're saying. Like, you should have capitalized on the moment. Yeah. But then the second you released the other album, you were, like, good to go. So I released everything, like, my EP and my album after already getting out of that deal. So, like, after that, I was just so, like, I just feel like that was just so— it it was just done wrong. Mm -hmm. And so that really, like, rubbed rubbed me wrong and, like, kind of just hurt my—hurt me, but also kind of hurt my career, I felt like, in the Mm -hmm. moment. Um, So I was like, I need to just get out of this. Like, I don't like the music I'm making. Like, it's just not. Good for you. It's just not the vibe. Like, I just got to get out. That's, I love that. So then this next album that took you seven years, Sucker Punch, Mm -hmm. the constantly disappointed, do you think your experience with the first label had anything to do with you putting out the Sucker Punch album? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like, being in a shitty situation for a couple years and then getting out, it's like I definitely had some like anger, but I also felt just like I needed to prove myself a little bit because mm. coming out of that, like I was doing pop and then coming out of that, I was like, just had that need to like prove myself. Yeah. So I wish it didn't happen, but like I'm grateful for it because I think it definitely shaped like the album. Yeah. Life's funny that way. Yeah. It's like this shit was extremely fucking traumatic and I don't know if I'll ever fully heal, but it made me who I am and there's a lot of pros that came out of it. Yeah. And I love that you can see that. You're like very wise for your, beyond your years. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So I was watching this interview that you did and we kind of touched on this, but you talked about your aesthetic kind of like being manufactured and then the idea of reinventing yourself and like this new era for yourself, which we just spoke about. How did you do it though? Like how did you reinvent and how did you like really come into your own? It was actually really fast. Like so in 2017 to 2018, that's when like, like literally the new year going into 2018, that's when I was like, I'm changing everything. Like I want to change literally everything. So I presented myself super different before 2018. And then when 2018 hit, that's when I was just like, 
fuck it and went hard. Like I was wearing <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like fully <laughs> went into it. And it's stuff that like I always wanted to wear and do. Cause like when I was younger, 12, 13, 14, um, I had like my little emo phase, whatever. But like now looking back on the pictures, I'm like, girl, like, <laughs> like I, it, it didn't show, but like I was trying, right? Like I was yeah. like cutting my hair, like trying to hot topic. I was trying foundation on the lips, yeah, and the bangs. like it was bad, yeah. and like dying, like I was trying, <laughs> but it just wasn't translating well. So once I got older and I like I have my own money now, I can buy my own clothes, I can do this. Like I just went hard. So I was like, yeah, hot topic, like big demonia boots, chains, like tutus, like I was going hard, and so I just fully went into that and had my little like emo phase and did that and like randomly people just loved it like it I really got a way better reaction than I thought I was going to like I really thought more people would be like what like what but it seemed like people really liked it and uh that was like me going hard and then now I feel like I really come into my style and like myself but yeah I just was like and I'm just gonna like literally dress and do what I wanted to do when I was younger like I'm just gonna be that person that I wanted to be when I was like 14. That's so crazy well a I feel like people maybe reacted to it that way because you're being authentic right Mm -hmm. and like true to you that might be part of it I'm assuming so but that's just so cool because you're so young and you were like I don't care what everyone else is doing or like what these people are telling me to do. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. Where did the, like, where did you get the balls to be like that? How do I, how do I do that? (laughs) I don't know. I really think I was just so like a badass. I'll say it for you. I just, I don't know. I just was like, this is how I want to be. Like, I just, I felt like I was putting on this act for so long because when I was doing Pretty Girl and all that stuff, like it was so bubblegum. And that has never been me. Like Mm -hmm. back to, if you look at like pictures of me from my childhood, like I've never been bubblegum. I've never been like, ah, like all this stuff. Right. So that was really, really weird to me to have to like do that. So it honestly, like even though I was doing the most when I transitioned to wearing like this stuff, then I just like went full out. That was like me. That's like who I really wanted to be. So I don't know. I just literally was like so over like being this fake person that I was like, I'm just going to like, yeah, like it didn't even, it didn't feel like me being like, ah, like I'm going to, it just was like, I'm just so over this. I'm just going to do this. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. It's like the Britney Spears song, Overprotected, but not really. (laughs) But I don't know why I'm making that reference, but it did come to my mind. It's like they tried so hard to put you in this thing and then you kind of put yourself in the thing too and it wasn't true to you, but you did it for so long. Yeah, like the pose are Because when I first started like wearing all this other stuff like people were like oh my god she's a poser and I'm like actually (laughs) like I was a poser when I was this person like pretty girl me was a poser like that's I was trying to fit in that so hard and then like when I finally started wearing what I wanted it was like it felt like probably a lot at the time because it was just such a big difference but I was like no like this is me I promise I know it's fucking dope and badass and really cool to be just that confident and that sure of yourself, especially at your age, you know? Yeah. How do you deal with people being assholes online? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like... Does it not even really get to you? It's weird because it's like certain stuff gets to me. Mm. Not everything. But like lately, something that's been really getting to me, people have been commenting like, oh my God, she got so much work done. Like, oh my God, like her face. And that kind of stuff bothers me only because like when something I know is just not because I haven't, I just mm-hmm. gained weight. And like when I gain weight, it goes <laughs> in my face and like my cheeks get big and like I get more like like that swollen looking face. Uh-huh. So I'm like, guys, no, I promise I just gained weight. Like randomly that yeah. has been bothering me because I'm like, damn, like I didn't even get anything. Should well, I and you're <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> should I just do it? Like actually. Yeah. But stuff like that will randomly get to me comments on my appearance like usually get to me yeah but stuff like comments about my music the only time music comments get to me is when it's like if I put out a song and like at one minute there's a part that I didn't like but I'm like it's fine like it's not no one's gonna notice but yeah. then someone comments and they're like oh my Ooh, god I hate that, that part shit. sucks that's when I'm like oh my god I fucking knew it like I should have <laughs> taken that out that is the worst thing I mean I'm sure there's like a reddit page on you I can't look I at my do, reddit I can't look at reddit I can't I did randomly find myself on it like Mm -hmm. last week, but I swear (laughs) to God, I really don't look at it. But someone made a post talking about how I did this interview and I was like, they said something about me using filler words and I wanted to crawl into a ball and die Mm -hmm. because I kind of knew it during that interview. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay, but we're really going to, like, call me out on it and yeah. make a post about it. Yeah. I feel like when people talk about the way I look, I think I have such 
thick skin for that in particular because I used to work at Barstool Mm -hmm. where the fan base is literally ripping apart how you look all day long. But yeah, I I feel that. Oh, wait, there was something else you said in the interview. Oh, you were talking about how you hate posting. Oh, yeah. I hate it so much. Mm -hmm. I was just at dinner last night with my manager and he was like, it's that's fine that you hate it, but it's quite literally your job. Yeah. And I just felt really good when I heard you say that you hate it too. But mm-hmm. did you always hate it? No, I think I I definitely used to like it more. I just think Instagram now is so different than it was. Like everything is so like picture perfect. And then like if you don't get a certain amount of likes, you feel bad about yourself. Like if like I get one comment, I feel bad about myself. Like it's just like I analyze everything so much more than Mm -hmm. I used to like I used to be able to make a post and like I would be good now if I make a post and like the other day I literally deleted a a whole post because I had (laughs) one comment and I was like but it was one of those comments that just like what the plastic surgery it was um yeah someone said they were like oh my god um Maggie's beautiful but but um, she's she's starting to look too much work done she's starting to look um I don't know what they said. It was like, some, it was really mean. And I was like, they were like, but she's beautiful, but she looks horrible, basically. I and I was like, that oh my God. And I, I was wearing a lot of makeup. So then I'll like analyze. And I'm like, well, you, maybe they're right. I was wearing a lot of makeup in this picture. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but I literally deleted the whole post. The entire of post. Off comment. of the one comment. Yeah. Did you like go and DM that person? Did you block no, them? No, so I don't go that far. Okay. Like I'll just, sometimes I'll comment back. Like I used to never do this. I'm like, I need to stop doing this. I've been doing it recently. But I, I literally commented back and I was like, I'm just wearing a lot of makeup. <laughs> and then I was like, what am I doing? Like, let me just delete the whole post. So. I think one of the rudest things someone ever said to me, but it was so funny that I couldn't be mad at it. Someone was like, girl, you need to stop overlining your lips that much. It looks like you have a mustache. <laughs> I literally get that comment all the time. Oh like, God, I literally do. overline so much. And. I don't know if, like, usually you can't tell in, like, pictures and Right stuff, now it looks perfect. But thank you. And I can tell you haven't had anything done. Thanks. By the way. I just got Botox recently, but that's, I I just gave Botox, okay. But, um, maybe Botox that's doesn't I mean. count. Like, Botox doesn't count. I'm like, I'm freezing. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I overline my lips really bad and someone commented the same, same thing. thing? It was brown liner and they're like, oh, oh my stop. God, it looks like she has a mustache. And I'm like, guys, it's just brown liner. Right. But it's like... It, if it's funny, I'm gonna let it slide. Yeah. Then kind of own it. Yeah. But I do hate the backhanded, like, you are so gorgeous, tears you down, like, yeah. the way you look. And then, but she's beautiful, though. Yeah. It's like, okay, what are you actually saying? Yeah. So you are in a relationship with a jazz player. The Utah <laughs> Jazz, by the way, is my favorite basketball team because I'm from Utah. <laughs> How is that relationship going? How long have you guys been dating? Good. Like a year and a little more than a year and a half. Okay. I like Mm. that. I like that you're not the bitch that's like a year and 27 days and 12 minutes. No, No, I could be. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jordan Clarkson. And did you decide to be public about it? Like, was there like a conversation with him? No, I've never been the like... One thing about me, if I'm in a relationship, like, I'm not the type of person that's like, I'm not going to post my relationship. Like, I love my relationship. Like, I want people to. 
I'm not that bitch. Really? But because of my past, which I'll explain. But I love that you're like that. I want to be like that. Yeah, we never had like a conversation or anything. It was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to want to like be (laughs) public with me. But even before we were like official, we were like out and doing things and like… People were Yeah, and it it was like, okay, cool. So it just… Yeah, it just happened like, like mm-hmm. organically. It wasn't like, okay, are we going to post each other? Yeah, it was not no, that it was combo. never that conversation. No. <laughs> how did you guys meet? And how do um, I meet a basketball player? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had met him at, it was my friend's birthday and he was there. We didn't talk or anything. I had just seen him and I was like, um, and then <laughs> I just followed him on Instagram the next day and he like immediately followed me back and then we went on a date that day. And who DM'd who? He DM'd me. Okay, so I should just go and follow everything. I was okay, listen, <laughs> I was really, really surprised because also like not like putting myself down or anything, but like I'm uh, like a rant, like I'm a rock artist. And like yeah. I just was like, oh. That would never I was just like, that's never gonna happen. I just followed him because I thought he was hot right like, I didn't think that was like actually gonna happen so I was I was very you were surprised. very excited yeah what did what was his dm to you oh, hey babe I can even, I take you out no I don't even remember it was like it was something like a heart or something but then I like he gave me his number pretty immediately and I was like oh my god so that's kind of the moment I was like oh my god this is meant to be yeah like we are meant to be yeah I fucking love that and how old is he he's 31 okay mm-hmm. that's how old I am that means I need to date a 51 year old. I'm not joking. I mean, kind of. I can go like 41. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I, I can I, do the 41. The thing with like the old, I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, I have daddy issues. Oh, I have daddy God. issues. That's oh, why no, you, okay. you don't need to, you don't need to take what I say seriously <laughs> at all. Okay. What is it like being with another famous person? I've never dated someone who had a platform whatsoever. Yeah. Um, is it just the same? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we like do normal things. And I think the only like big difference is just like when you go out. Yeah. People stopping you and stuff. But like. Do you like other, that attention? I don't. Yeah, I don't really mind it or anything. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I like to see like him succeed. So I right. like saying in that. But yeah, it honestly doesn't really like. Change do anything, anything. Yeah. The dynamic or anything. Yeah, no. When you guys like go to dinner, let's say. Do you like. Because you know that people in the restaurant obviously know who you guys are. Are you more careful about like PDA or grabbing his dick under the table? Or, like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, we're not really like super affectionate in public. Yeah. I mean, like kind of like we'll be like, I always make this joke. You know that? Um, do you know that vine? It's like so old, but it's that couple and they're like in Starbucks or something and they're like head to head and someone's recording them and they're like, stop it. And they're like head to head. <laughs> I always make this joke. I'm like, that's us. Because we don't be like, yeah, like we'll be like next to each other. And I'm always <laughs> making the joke. I'm like, that's us. But no, I mean like just like normal. But normal. I mean, I guess like I watch what I say. Like I'm not going to be like, oh my God, that fucking bitch. Right, like, right. Stuff like that. But you're not like, going to like call him out on some shit. Yeah, like, I'm going to like dinner. Yeah. You're going to be like, we'll talk about this yeah. when you get home. Yeah. Okay, babe. What about just hearing like because he's a public figure, do you have like a bunch of bitches that go into your DM saying, oh, well, I used to date him or I hooked up with him one time or I did this because that happened to me. Oh, okay. When I started just, this guy wasn't even famous, but when I started posting him publicly. 
Ooh, actually, I have not. And I hope this doesn't make anyone do that to me. Because honestly, please just don't. I'm not strong enough. I have never gotten a DM that has said anything mean or anything like... Okay, so I was just dating a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I... I hear stories, you know, I hear stories all the time, like a hey girly DM or like a, or just even a DM like, oh my God, you you like. He could do so much better. Yeah, like I don't get any of those DMs. I feel like everyone's pretty nice. Pretty nice. nice. Yeah. So you live kind of part-time here, part-time in Utah. Yeah. I just find it so interesting, like being with someone else who their career takes up so much of their time. Mm -hmm. How do you guys, like, balance it? Like, how often do you see him, do you think, a month? I actually see him, like, very, very often. I'm literally going there later. So, um... Oh, my God. I'll be at the airport, too. That's, like, one thing that's really difficult because um, he has a career that, like, literally he can't leave. Yes. So, like, during season, he, like, cannot come visit me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, during summer, like, last summer, he went on tour with me, which was really cool. Oh, so damn. So, he does stuff like that. Like, during summer, that's, like, his time. That's really cute. Um, but if he gets drafted to another team, yeah. like, in New York, yeah. then you would have to, like, really— That would be—yeah, it, it would definitely be different. Like, I want to be able to see him as much. Because right now, it's so easy. Like, it is easy. Even if I have something the next morning, I can literally fly in, like, the morning because I'm getting an hour back also. So it's, like, it's just so easy. But It is. Yeah. Like, I—the flight from New York yeah. to LAX and then the whole situation at LAX. Yeah, LAX sucks. <sighs> Are they going to fix it? Because what the fuck? That's like the The craziest airport. um, You get on on the shuttle that stops every two seconds to make its way all the way around. It's horrible. It's gotten to the point I literally like will not get on that shuttle to go to the... To the Uber station and I'll just like get an Uber. And it's like... But now it used Mm. to be like... Like, Ubers would be expensive, but now there was one time I got off the plane. It was really late, and I tried to get an Uber, and it was, like, $300. And I was like, are you serious? Like, that's That's, more than my flight was. It ends up being, because I will pay extra money to fly into Burbank. Yeah. Because the Uber is, like, 40 bucks from there. Mm -hmm. And you got to save yourself, like, an hour. Yeah, it's just so much. I hate LAX. Yeah, that will be one. But I also hate the airport in New York, so— Really? Like JFK? You yeah, hate? so far from like everything. That's very true. Yeah. Every time I go to the airport, it's like, okay, it could take anywhere between 30 minutes to two and a half yeah. hours. That's and like, I don't know. I just don't know about that. I don't like that either. But I'm going to say LAX is worse. But also, I love LA. I'm moving here and I love everything about <laughs> it. And I take back everything I just said. Look, you've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration And a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, 
our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider-looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Were you on any dating apps? I was on Raya like when Raya started, but other than that, no, I don't know. Did you ever find a guy you like? Because when I was having dinner last night, I was told by someone, cough, cough, my manager, like, you should get on dating apps, mm. make your Instagram profile 
private and put your Instagram handle in there. And then people will go follow you. <laughs> it's like, wait. No, I don't know. I don't like dating apps. I feel like Instagram in itself is a dating app at this point. Like you That's can true. literally like DM someone and like they will respond. Yeah. So I don't know. That's true. I, I can't. Well, I was kicked off Raya, even though I really want to get back on. Why were you kicked off? I think for um, a few reasons, but the main <laughs> one was. Are you screenshotting? No, actually, I recorded an episode with my best friend, John, Mm -hmm. and we said, if you go and subscribe to Sophia the Neff and send us like a screenshot of it, we will give you like our (laughs) friend pass to use on Raya. (laughs) And they didn't like that at all. And I've also like, I think I maybe mentioned like one or two guys I've seen on there, which Mm -hmm. they hate. Yeah. But I don't know. I want them to take me back. Although I've heard Raya is just not the same. I think, like, everyone's just—I, like, I'll literally be on TikTok and I'll see something of, like, someone talking about Raya. That's what I'm saying. I really think Instagram just— Okay, that means I need to fucking post more. But you gotta, like, yeah. We— Do you you slide into people's DMs? Hell no. Yeah. But I'm gonna start today, right now. New Year's resolution. (laughs) Yes. I'm gonna hit five guys is inbox a day. May the best man win. Yes. Whoever responds the fastest (laughs) wins. Okay, Maggie, you are gorgeous, brilliant. Your music is amazing. And you have something that's about to drop. So tell us about that. So I have a song dropping tomorrow. Um, It's called Hostage. Ooh. It has a music video. And yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's so I dropped like a, a song already with my friend Sick Brain. Um, but this is like the first like single single from the project that I'm dropping. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm really excited too. Yeah. And I will post the link once the song <laughs> drops, which will be the day after this releases. Maggie, thank you so much for coming on. And Sleuths, I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.